0: Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high, talk to you about one of my commander decks. Went to cards last night, so this is a little bit of a day drinking episode. We're going to have some uh, pineapple upside down cake. Is that what this is? No, this is lemon meringue. Lemon meringue. Something that's going to keep me up today. So, like I said, last night I went to cards, and instead of talking about a deck that I won with, I'm going to talk about a deck that I got the shit kicked out of me with. That just did not perform well at all in my new meta. Probably never performed well in my old meta, except for once or twice. I'm going to talk about my Lyra Dawnbringer Angel Tribal Deck. Before I get started, I'd like to say that this episode is dedicated to the memory of Aaron Weaver, He's not dead, but he'll probably kill himself before he sits down and listens to this episode where I talk about a bunch of angels. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, do the thing. I had to go and get my weed license. I had to go and get my weed card like a plebeian. Like some kind of savage. So hopefully that'll come soon. If not, I'll have to do this show just on Nyquil. <coughs> all right, that's gonna be all right. So why Don Bringer? She costs three and two white. Let me let me let me let me back up. I started playing magic in 1994. And I was primarily a white blue mage. That's Azorius for you kids. My favorite card, like a lot of us, I'm not original in this, was Sarah Angel. She was the shit. She was the best creature in magic. You got one in the air. There are very few things that could compete with it. Sure, a shiv and dragon, but you're in white. You got a lot of ways to kill that shiv and dragon. So I come back to magic after like over 15 years away. And I see Bane Slayer Angel, which is just a better... Sarah Angel and I went oh shit magic is not the same and then when I was playing we have Lyra Dawnbringer now before Lyra came out I back up yet again here we go uh the first commander deck I ever built was an Avacyn Angel of Hope deck I had no clue what I was doing I took an Avacyn which I don't recommend an eight mana commander especially in mono white and I shoved, like, a bunch of angels in the deck and, a you know, some removal spells, but I had no card draw. I had maybe a soul Ring. I had no idea what I was doing. It was awful. I think it won one game, but it was my first deck. It was my only deck for a while. Uh, maybe we'll go back. I've I'm, I'm been thinking about rebuilding my second deck, which was, which was uh, Grenzo Dungeon Warden, because I don't have a Rakdos deck, and I really liked Grenzo. I want to find a, a cool something to do with Grenzo, though. I don't want to do Reanimator, uh, and I don't want to do um, Goblins. So I, I need to find something cool. My my Grenzo deck was actually Demon Trial. Lyra. So Lyra Dawnbringer comes out in Dominaria. She is 3-White-White, white, just like a Sarah Angel. But she's a 5-5. Five, five. She has Flying, First Strike, and Lifelink. I wish she had Vigilance. That would make her feel more angelly. And then other creature, other angels you control get plus one, plus one, and have life link. She's the first true angel lord, right? And definitely the first true angel commander. There have been other legendary angels, of course, like Avicen and uh, Aurelia, Gisella. Uh I think I'm sure people built Iona. I'm sure there are some assholes out there who built Iona decks. Uh, Linvala, but Lyra her. She's an angel lord, so I said, let's uh, let's bring back the angel tribal. Now knowing what I know about commander, this deck does three things: it plays angels, it gains a lot of life, and there's a small token subtheme. How does it win? Uh, it, it punches you in the face with angels. So this deck has an average converted mana cost of surprisingly only 4.02. Which is lower than I thought it would be. That's interesting. Uh, if you go on Card Kingdom, you could probably get the deck for between five and six hundred bucks. Uh, I don't think it's not worth though, don't, don't do that. But this is probably my lowest powered deck that I'm currently that I currently have intact. So there are uh, 23 Snow-Covered Planes, Colt's Nap Snow-Covered Planes. There is in here for, there are maybe three payoffs for the snow-covered's. It's mostly the, I did this with the extra planar lens trick. So that's the deck. We're gonna shuffle it up here, and I'm gonna talk about it. Weed's already kicking in. All right. Gisela the Broken Blade. We're already going here. Gisela is just a really good angel. 4-3. Flying First Strike Lifelink for 4. And, of course, she. I'll, I'll set her aside because she has a special partner. And we'll get, into, we'll get into that. Day of Judgment. Not the best removal spell, but I have a, the, that full art one, the textless one. And it just felt something angel There's a couple of cards in here that just feel angelly to me. You know, or godlike. A Chroma, Angel of Wrath. Everyone knows chroma She costs eight mana. Flying, first, Strike, vigilance, trample, haste, protection from black and from red. But a chroma's just a classic angel. I wasn't around when she came out. But uh, you know, she's awesome. Eight mana sadly is not I mean it's it's on the higher end for this deck, but it's it's not a lonely 8 drop, let's just say. Generous Gift, a must-have in any white deck. Endless Horizons. I really like Endless Horizons. It's goofy. This one's a little more rare. It costs uh, four mana for an enchantment. When Endless Horizons comes into play, search your library for any number of Planes cards. Planes cards, not basics. And remove them from the game, then shuffle your library. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a card you own removed from the game with Endless Horizons into your hand. So it's kind of a combination of land tax and like mana severance. So I like this a lot. You can use this early on, go get a handful of lands, just to make sure you hit those drops. And in mid to late game, it's a way to make sure you're only drawing gas. You know, you can cast this, take every plane out of your deck, and only draw spells and non-basic lands from then on. And people can blow it up and you don't really care at that point. But early game, it can just be... I don't know, go get five or six planes and make sure I'm making my outs. And it becomes a little friction arena for a minute. I don't recommend mono-white decks. It's a, they're a fool's errand. There are some good ones, but it's a fool's errand. Gilded Lewis, uh helps me cast... The big, dumb creatures like a Chroma. Okay, Land Tax. Uh, This is an old-school Legends Land Tax with the, let's just say, questionable, ethnically, possibly ethnically offensive art. But we all know Land Tax draws you three cards a turn. Divine Visitation. Like I said, this deck has a minor token sub-theme, and this is the number one payoff it makes glorious angel tokens. So, uh, with vigilance. So, it, it, it le- said this card legitimately makes Sarah angels. So, any token maker in the deck, and there's, there's a handful, any token maker in the deck, the goal is to have this out when I make those tokens. And just with Lyra, they're all 5 fives and all have lifelink. Karmic Guide, just a, a great card that you'll play in a lot of white decks, just happens to also be an angel cleansing nova this is the five mana wrath that either you either destroy all creatures or destroy all artifacts and enchantments it's just a, it's kind of like austere command a little more narrow but i i like it and again and there's kind of an there's an angel on the card so in the fight like like rising over a bunch of demons and then it says in their final moments the demons gazed upon grace in its purest form so you have to run this in an angel deck. It's an angel sweeper, a loyal unicorn. One of the few non-angels in the deck, just felt like it belonged. And loyal unicorn's pretty good. The beginning of your combat, it's you know, it's a three-four vigilance and lieutenant. And if you have lieutenant, the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to creatures you control, and other creatures you control gain vigilance until the turn. It's it's like a dolman gate on a creature, and it also gives them vigilance, uh, which is one thing I want to happen in this deck. So, you know, Loyal Loyal Unicorn is cool. It's a cool card, and it just, it fits the, I don't know if angels have ever hung out with unicorns, but, you know, probably. Archangel of Thune. Besides being an angel, of course, I also gain a lot of life in this deck, so this is a good way to make my team huge. Emeria Shepherd, another great angel. I used to run it in a lot of decks. I've been running it in fewer lately just because it costs seven mana, but the ability to play a planes and then return a Permanent into play is really powerful. And in this deck, it's just, it's really powerful it's, it's, you know, when you're mono-white, right? Endless Atlas. One of the less-than-stellar cards you have to run in certain mono decks. You know, if you have it in play, basically any time after turn three or four... It's two mana draw card, once per turn. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's not a bad. It's a. It said in a monochromatic deck, it's really good. It's probably what it was built for. Winds of Abandon. Um. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's just another versatile, either just removal spell or, um, wow, lemon meringue. Hmm. Wow, alright. So, uh, anyway, you know Winds of Abandon. Uh, Kill something or kill everything. Archangel of Tithes. This is kind of a little ghostly prison, right? As long as it's untapped, creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control. And as long as it is attacking, creatures can't block unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. Notice how this is worded. The first ability is as long as it's untapped, and the second ability is is if it's attacking, which means it doesn't have to tap, it's not tapped and untapped. So that means giving this thing Vigilance, that ability's on, you know, you don't have to sacrifice that ability to attack, so that's kind of neat. And I said a few ways to give things Vigilance. Gauntlet of Power, I don't play these mana doublers very often, but in this deck you fucking need mana doublers. You need as much you need as much mana as you can get because you have very few ways to accelerate and you have very expensive cards. You know, green can get away with big dumb creatures because we know why. I wouldn't run Gauntlet of Power in a mono green or mono black deck anymore, I don't think. I don't need that in those decks anymore. Vanquisher's Banner, just a way to draw cards. Marshall's Anthem. I like this card. This is the four mana enchantment with multi-kicker for two. It's a it's a it's an anthem, like it says. It, you know, creatures you control get plus one plus one. But when it enters the battlefield, return up to X target creature cards from the graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the number of times it was kicked. So for 4 mana, it's an anthem, but for 6 mana, it's an anthem that reanimates something, or I guess technically resurrects something. And then 8 mana, it brings back 2. It costs a lot, but again. Yeah, but it's a great way to get your board back in, you know, with only playing white. Cold Steelheart, you got to play it. I mean, it's a snow permanent, right? So it combos with, uh, I guess, scrying sheets. I can draw it with scrying sheets, but, you know, I'd be running it either way. It's just a ramp. Path to Exile. Pearl Medallion, of course. Bishop of Wings, one of my favorite cards that for like two minutes was good on Arena in standard, but then wasn't. Bishop of Wings is a, a two mana, one four. It's a cleric, so not an angel. Whenever an angel enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. Whenever an angel you control dies, you create a one one spirit token creature with flying. So that's pretty good. It's even better with, of course, our pal Divine Visitation. <laughs> Mouth of Ronum. Uh, the snow land to taps for a color list from cold snap and then you can pay four in a snow and sacrifice it to deal four damage to target creature. I mean it's just a it's a it's a, it's free. You know? I mean it's a free removal spell that's just buried in my lands. Extra planar lens. The extra planar lens trick is it's not as good as it used to be just because so many people are running snow covered. But you know that Fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentage point of an edge that this gives you by running the snow coverage and extra planar lens. You know, I mean, it, it's still a mana doubler in a deck, in a very hungry deck. Hour of Revelation. This is the destroy all non land permanents that cost six, but then can cost as little as three. If you have if there are what use cost three, if there are ten or more non land permanents on the battlefield, which in commander it's gonna be the case. So Heraldic Banner. Also, when we talk about the wraths, one thing to remember is there is a particular angel in here that I talked about at the beginning of the show who combos really well with cards such as Hour of Revelation and Day of Judgment heraldic banner this is that new one three mana rock that when it comes into play you choose a color creatures you control that color get plus one plus zero, and then you can tap it to add a mana of that color you know it's a it's a kind of slow rock with a little bit upside admonition angel this is a six mana six six angel with landfall um you can exile target non-land permanent and then you know if it leaves the battlefield return all cards that way so it's kind of a uh kind of a little o-ring effect right banishing light effect so on on an angel angel of jubilation this one always gets people like this one really hurts me just in my soul but it's four mana for three three flyer other non-black creatures you control get plus one plus one okay so it's another anthem this is a deck this deck has a lot of anthems and that's okay Players can't pay life or sacrifice creatures to cast spells or activated abilities. Do you know how much that hurts me deep down? Like, I shouldn't play this card. This card offends me. But this deck doesn't do any of that. So, you know, it doesn't do any of that. But I've been hosed by this card in another situation. Like, when I'm playing against it before. I mean, oh. My Villas deck doesn't exist. My my draw deck. My, oh, well, I just uh, this crush contraband. You know, four mana to destroy to exile two thing. It's fun. Path of Ancestry. Okay, I mean it's a command tower that comes in play tapped, but I'm playing white, so I'm not even playing command tower. But that's Scry one whenever I cast a creature again in mono white, any type of card advantage, whether it's just that what point? Was it a third of a card that is a scry or half a card that's a scry? I'll take it. Sarah the Benevolent. Always wanted a Sarah card. And uh I, and she's fine. Uh, she's not great. I mean, she's basically a Sarah Angel. For four, right? I mean, because every time a player, you create a four-four white angel creature token with flying vigilance or minus three. Then you just start ticking her up. And and give a little. She becomes an anthem until someone kills her. Until you can bring her back down and make another angel. Like it's you know it's not super powerful, but it's a four mana four four angel. And I get to have Sarah on the battlefield and the art is gorgeous. She's probably the reason I even though this deck sucks that I will never take this deck apart. Soul Ring, Star Compass, just basically the same thing as a Cold Steel Heart. Amiria the Sky Ruin must have for any mono white deck. Resplendent Angel, I like this one. This is from M nineteen. This is a three mana three three, so it's a it's a rare three mana angel. At the beginning, I'm not going to tell you if the angel's flying. I'll tell you if it doesn't. How about that? I'll tell you if a creature doesn't fly. The Bishop of Wings doesn't fly, and the other thing that wasn't an angel, the Pegasus, the unicorn, the unicorn doesn't fly. But everything else flies, unless I say so. The beginning of each end step, if you grade, gained five or more life this turn, create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. And then you can pay six until end of turn. This gets plus two, plus two, and gains lifelink. I mean, if I connect with my commander, I get another angel. It combos real well with bishop of wings, and, and it's just a way to make angels, and then you gain life. It's just, it's great. It's really cool card. It was great. There was a deck that I loved on Arena that was Resplendent Angel, Bishop of Wings, and there's another Angel that whenever you would gain life, you gain one more life. I forget what it's called because I am high as a fucking angel. But anyway, cool card. Parhelion 2. Shiny pre-release pre-release promo of Parhelion 2. Parhalion 2 is an 8-mana Legendary Artifact Vehicle. I love vehicles. Maybe someday I'll talk about my depolic My Departed Depauladec. That I've also thought about remaking. But after my experience with Lyra last night, uh, I don't know. So it has Flying, First Strike, and Vigilance for a 5-5. Five, five. And whenever Parhelion 2 attacks, create two 4-4 four, two, four, four White Angel Creature Tokens with Vigilance that are attacking. And then it crews for four, so it's it crews with a Sarah Angel. And uh, it makes a bunch of angels, it's highly inefficient, but come on. It's the fucking angel mobile. Like how am I not gonna play the angel mobile on my angel deck? So halftime. The problem with this deck is it's just very slow. How many I've I've already mentioned more seven and eight mana spells in this deck than I probably did in my first couple decks combined. Big Villas has a couple of pricey things. But this is a deck that, you know, it's a five. You know, it's just a it's just a commander deck that anybody could play. That plays at a yeah lower level than I'm used to, and that honestly most places do. It's it's a deck that like my my daughter's only six and a half, but my oldest daughter's only six and a half. But, you know, this is the deck of mine that she wants to try and that she wants to play with. And and oddly, it's the one that would be the easiest for her to play if she even knew magic, which, you know, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to put that on her because eventually, because one, you know, she's going to grow out of it. But even if she doesn't, but if she doesn't, then uh, I'm, I'm going to have to pay for all those fucking cards until she's 18. If she became a magic addict, do you know how much I mean plus I'm 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 dooming her to a life of spending way too much money on cardboard. But anyway, but this is a it's a simple deck, but it's 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 a it's a cute in uh, the art. <laughs> one of the reasons I like this deck is it's real pretty to look at. The arch is gorgeous. All right, round 2. Mind's Eye. Just a classic non-blue deck way to draw cards. Um, Angel of Serenity. This one's cool. 7 mana. I've run this in other decks, but 7 mana for 5, 6. When it enters the battlefield, you may exile up to 3 other target creatures from the battlefield or creature cards from graveyards. Remember, I, always, I forgot that for a long time. When Angel of Serenity enters the battlefield, return the exiled cards to their owner's hands. So... It comes in, it o rings, it either O-rings a couple things, or it exiles something from the graveyard. And then when it dies, or when it leaves the battlefield, even you return those to your hand. So it's kind of it's even better than an O ring in that sense because it doesn't come back into play for them. They're still gonna have to cast it. But it's also a way for you to buy back cards from your graveyard. I've done this where I've just exiled three creatures. From a graveyard. So when this thing leaves the battlefield. I, I draw those cards. So to, to so I can have something to replace it with. So it's a cool card. I think it did some things in my Brian Stout Arm deck. Nick those. Shrine to nix. Mana. High Market. <laughs> Seraph Sanctuary. I'll forgive you if you've never heard of this one. It's a land that enters the battlefield and you gain a life taps for a colorless and then whenever an angel enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life Uh, you know it it, it's an angel deck. oketra's monument um white creature spells you cast cost one less to cast and then whenever you cast a creature spell create a one one white warrior creature token with vigilance Again, token theme and uh Just a way to save mana. Marble Diamond. Wrath of God. Castle Ardenvale. It's always going to come into play untapped, and it makes tokens. Mana Tithe. I mean, does anything feel better than getting someone with Mana Tithe? Swords to Plowshares. This was the best friend of Sarah of uh woo, sarah angel in the day so you, you ran the sarah angel you ran sorts of plowshares you ran wrath of gods or a couple armageddons probably and then some counters what i would do and then i'd run counterspell <laughs> here here was my old deck this is how simple things were it was sarah angels pat a source of plowshares Wrath of Gods, probably an Armageddon, probably a balance. And then four copies of Counterspell, four copies of Invisibility, which is a two-mana uh, enchantment, that uh, two-mana aura that gives your creature unblockable. And then for clones to make copy of those Sarah Angels. And then it ran oh, there was a it was an enchantment um, that made them bigger. It was it was it was an aura. I don't know how I'm gonna look that up though. Cause that's from a long time ago. Was it from Legends? This is going to be the most riveting part of the show. Chad tries to remember a card that he played when he was a teenager. Let's see, set. I think it was either, I think it was from Legends. But let's, we're going to go way back. To, I wouldn't say the Golden Era. Oh, very simple. Divine Transformation. Ooh, it's a $10 card. Divine Transformation costs 4. White, white, 2. Target creature gains plus 3, plus 3. This was badass in 1994. So, uh, the deck would be basically be a control deck. And then it would... And I think it... Or did it... Is that the same deck? Yeah. And I would run Magical Hacks and Sleight of minds. Magical Hack is a, a one mana blue interrupt that changes all instances of one land type on a card to another land type. And then Sleight of Mind did the same thing for color. And, so, and there were tricks like, uh, cards like Karma, you know, where uh, whoever had, awful card, terrible card, I mean mean card, where it's at the beginning of each player's upkeep they lose life equal to the number of swamps they have but you could use the magical hack to slight to alter that to fit your needs and then you could then do a card like cleanse which is a white card that says destroy all black creatures we'll ignore how problematic that may sound and then you could change the color on that to say all green creatures it was dumb and it was very complicated and it was no it wasn't very complicated it was more complicated than it needed to be and it would run those, and it would play kind of a control game, and it would do things with that, and then it would win simply by slamming a Sarah Angel, by cloning a Sarah Angel, putting making it big, and just beating the shit out of you. Magical Hack was great for killing creatures like Nightmare, because Nightmare was a was a horsey thing that it was Star Star, where Star was the number of swamps they controlled, so it was a one mana way to. Kill a nightmare. Say, oh, no, it is the number of uh, mountains you control. A Myria angel. Cool card. Landfall and you get a bird. Again, hopefully you get an angel. Here she is. Avison, angel of hope. My very first commander. She's really good with wrath of God. She, she's, I, mean, I don't think I have to explain I think I have like four copies of Abyssin. Heirloom Blade. This one, I don't know. Uh, it's a three mana equipment where the creature gets plus three, plus one, which isn't insignificant. Wow, which is not insignificant because, you know, you put that on Lyra, makes her a, a three hit commander. But then whenever equipped creature dies, so you don't put it on Lyra, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a type with it. Put that card into your hand. So it, it you know, if it, if you have it attached to an angel and it dies, you go through your deck and you get the next angel. So it's it's, it's card draw. Think of it as like a skull clamp. It's 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 just as good. Idyllic Tutor. This this is a, a second copy of Divine Visitation nothing else i'm sure there are a few other things i could go it's it's divine visitation well of lost dreams this one you don't see very often and i think it's pretty good it's a four man artifact whenever you gain life you can pay x um what is it whenever you gain life you may pay x where x is less than or equal to the amount of life you gained and draw that many cards like it's really nice when your commander gives everything life link when she has life link you know, you do five damage, you can draw five cards for five mana. Austere Command. Okay, so I do have that in here, um, as well as uh cleansing Nova. Okay. Sephora the Sky's Blade. I'm not so sure about this one, but her, she's she's kind of cool. She's seven mana for a 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, she's kind of a... <laughs> she's a back of Abbasin, actually, now that I read her. You may pay... A white and tab four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay the spell's mana cost. So she kinda only cause co- you know she kinda she has convoke kinda she has flying and lifelink, but other creatures you control with flying have indestructible. So she's kinda not as good as Avison, but Myriad Landscape. I think I talked about that before. Angel of the Dire Hour. Kind of a fun combat trick from the commander set. Seven mana flash flying. Whenever it enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, exile all attacking creatures. Kind of a seven mana settle a wreckage. And also an angel. Secure the Wastes. I think I had this in my deck last week. It's last week gave? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just a way to make tokens. And again, wow, I'm going to say this a lot. This is, this week, the thing that said, mm, the thing that Chad says a lot, is going to be with Divine Visitation. So, uh, it goes real well with Divine Visitation. Regna the Redeemer, she, again, uh, she goes well with Divine Visitation. At the beginning of each end step, if your team gain life this turn, she's from Battle Bond, so your team. I'm not always on my own team. Uh, Create two 1-1 white warrior creature tokens. Angel of Invention. (laughs) So I just said that, and uh, this is the third card in a row that goes well with Divine Visitation. Flying Vigilance Lifelink with Fabricate 2. It's a 5-mana 4-3 angel, which is... Un- slightly overcosted. Uh if you have Divine Visitation out, it makes, you know, it, it's a it's a lot of value. So. Oh finally, a card that does not go well with Divine Visitation. Uh Drifting Meadow. It's just the cycling land. Return to Dust. <laughs> Dawn of Okay, I've built way way too much of this deck around Divine Visitation. I'm gonna I think I need like a I'm gonna need an uh, academy rector. Maybe do I have an enla- i, mean, I have an enlightened tutor? Maybe dawn of hope. Whenever you gain life, you may pay two and draw a card, uh, which is great. And then you can make tokens with it. Bane Slayer Angel, the card that made me realize that magic wasn't the same anymore. First strike. For, it's a fi- five mana for a five five this time with first strike, flying, vigil- life link, protection from demons, and dragons. Mm-hmm. Not which sounds awesome. I mean that's just kind of cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's come up once or twice. It's come. I've, I've had someone. I've been playing this deck and they were playing Ur Dragon, which I was very much outmatched, and uh, but Bayslayer Angel kept was keeping back Ur Dragon. <laughs> I bought this card in Seattle, the home of Magic. That was. Visiting a friend and went to a card shop. I don't know what card shop it was. Everflowing chalice. Steve Argyle art. This one's signed and shiny. Scaling. Mana rock. Heliod, god of the sun. Another way to get vigilance and another way to make tokens. Also not an angel. Angelic field marshal, an angel. Four mana for three three, but if you have Lieutenant, it gets plus two plus two, so it becomes a five five for four. And creatures you control have vigilance, so like Hilliard, another way to get vigilance, but also you know it's a pretty decent creature. Memorial to Glory. This is the land that uh, you can sacrifice to make two tokens. It goes it goes well with Divine Visitation. There we go, Brune of the Fading Light. Bruna is 7 mana. For a 5-7. When you cast Bruna the Fading Light, you may return an angel or human creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So that covers all my creatures except for Heliod and... um, the Unicorn. Anyway, you resurrect something. But then, of course, it melds with... Gisela the Broken Blade to bring you Brusilla Bris, Br- mm. give me a second Brazella, Voice of Nightmares the Eldrazi Angel Legend I wish you could just play this as the commander she's a 9-7 flying first strike vigilance lifelink and your opponents can't cast spells with CMC 3 or less. I have melted her once. Them, I guess. I've melted them once. And someone exiled her before I could attack. And, uh, yeah. One day. It's another reason to just keep playing this shitty deck. Or maybe, but if I'm really serious about it, right? If I'm really serious about it, I would, like, make Bruna my commander. Or Gisela my commander. And build a deck around trying to get to that, where I always have access to one half of it. I mean, that's really the, you know, if I really wanted to, but I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Back into the pile with Gisela. Strip mine! Marshall Ku, a sweeper that makes tokens. Desert of the True, just, you know, cycling land. Fumigate. Run a lot of, I've uh, run a lot of wraths in here, huh? It's probably the Avicen, you know, in me. Mean? Destroy all creatures, gain a life for each creature destroyed this way. Herald Torn, of course, makes your creatures cost less. Eh, can draw you a card sometimes. Scrying sheets to make, you know, uh, to make it uh, you know use with your snow-covered planes, and then ah uh, to finish it out, smothering tithe. I believe this is a third smothering tithe in four episodes. This card goes really well with Mind's Eye. I discovered because it generates the mana that you need to. Activate Mind's Eye. Yeah, I mean, why you know. Anyway. Cards that aren't in here. That I was just thinking about. Anointed Procession. Maybe I just don't have a copy of it that I want to waste in here. Because I think it used to be. Anointed Procession, because I mean I have all those tokens. Uh, Cather's Crusade. Again, uh, another token payoff. Notably, no Sarah Angel. <laughs> I just don't have room for it. Just doesn't make the cut. Um, what else was I thinking? No Cage Son. That may just because uh, I don't know the six mana. I'm running Gauntlet of Power. But I'm not running cage sun. Yeah. But I have extra plan lens. Maybe I just don't want to load up on those. Cause I'm, you know. But uh, yeah, no cage sun. Interesting. Any other notable angels I'm not running. Um Well, Iona, but can't do that. I'm not running Linvala old Limvala, but that's because I only have one copy and it's spending time in my uh, my Hate Bears deck. Which we'll get to. Um, I'm not running there's a couple I'm not running. I'm not running Lyra's Ancestor Rayadonbringer. That card sucks. I know it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's... I mean, it's a Myria... Uh, it's a Myria the Skies ruin. The, sky, Myria, the The Myria land. On a creature. But... I, she's never been good ever. Like, ever. I don't know why. She's just, she looks like she should be fine, but she's not. And I'm not running Radiant. Who's the maybe the first Legendary Angel that gets plus one, plus one for each other creature with flying, you control. She could be in here. She, she could be in here. And then uh, Enlightened Tutor. Tutor, Academy, right Rector. If I'm really that obsessed with Divine Visitation, which it sounds like I am. So this is a straight up creature deck that just wins by attacking. Maybe literally magic the way Garfield intended. Or at least the way it started. Uh, it's, it's it's not very powerful. It's fun for me. It can get totally fucked. It can... If you don't get any ramp... Or if you don't get any card draw, it could be a, it can be a long game. A very long game. But if you can get an engine running, whether it's smothering tithe or even endless atlas or something, or if you can get your Divine Visitation combo with, you know, combined with other I thought I was on something there. I thought I was leading somewhere. I thought I was leading somewhere, and Mary Jane said, come this way, and then this way, and now I don't know where I was headed. Slow deck. I think I was saying, I was saying, had it again, and not. Okay, anyway, so, but I like this deck. It's it's pretty to look at, and I think, you know, there's something to be said for that. You know, you want to enjoy the cards that are in front of you. I like angels in the magic... You know, being a heathen in real life, I like to believe in... I like them in in uh, magic. Uh, in, in, in the mythology. Uh, I was always a fan of... Again, Sarah Angel. Even though I'm not playing Sarah Angel. I should just put a fucking... I should just put a revive. If I'm just going to enjoy this deck. Right? If I'm going to enjoy this deck, not as like a competitive thing. Not as something I expect to win with a lot. is just a, a dumb straight down the middle deck, then I should run a revised Sarah Angel, whiteboarded revised Sarah Angel for me deep down. Maybe I'll take out that fucking Angel of Jubilation that's way better. Not way better, but like, yeah, that's way better. But it's offensive to me. Everything I am is a magic player. This deck also represents what I used to be as a magic player. Not what I am anymore, but what I used to be, and uh, I I like it quite a bit. Anyway, this has been Chad gets high and talk about his commander decks. I'm very high, and I t- talk to you about my Lyra Donbringer Angel tribal deck. For any of you that want to look at it and laugh, you can the um, a link to the deck list will be in the show notes. I'll be back next week with another deck. I'll pick more of a winner next week. But uh, tonight I wanted to talk about my favorite loser, and that would be Lyra. So, um, anyway, have a good one.